0: State restrictions apply.
1: The League Cup semi-final. First leg and the first of 10 games in 32 days across four competitions for United. A daunting fixture programme, but the more games you play tends to mean the more successful you're being. Casemiro picks out Marcus Rashford, who's seen quite a lot of the ball in these early stages. Is across halfway. Back comes Freuler, but Rashford's still going, it's a great run, Rashford, amazing, unstoppable, glorious, Marcus Rashford, whether it's the league or the cup, he's the man, and now it's three on three for just a moment, Gibbs-White, Gibbs-White, Surridge! off
0: he's going to get looked at
1: there you go Michael Oliver signals and all of those celebrations go to waste De Gea comes and gets a real good punch on that great hit that as well from Gustavo Scarpa he had a long time to think about it and then full Scholes style smashed the volley and well pushed away by De Gea yeah one of the most difficult skills to to master good run this Nero. he's got support here, That Anthony's well saved, the rebound smashed in, outstanding, United have a second on the stroke of half-time and are in complete command of this time. As we see Anthony, made back to Ericsson, that was very nearly United at Wembley I tell you because 3-0 surely no way back lovely through ball to Polistri He through here great tackle from Nico Williams but United still have an opportunity here Fernandez, one giant size 12 in the final Manchester United in complete command Job well done for Manchester United. You've surely got one foot in the final of the Carabao Cup. It's finished at the city ground. Nottingham Forest nil. Manchester United 3.
0: You are listening to BetMUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the BetMUFC Twitter at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. You can follow the Twitter for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can follow the Twitter for the Soccer Gambling podcast as well. They are at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. And you can also follow the Twitter account for lockbetting.com. That's at lockbetting.com. That's at lockbetting.com. It's the same handle for the TikTok and the Instagram as well. Lockbetting.com is my premium pay service that has delivered my clients 115 months in a row of transparent track profit. To see proof, you can look at all of the PLs on the site. The latest PL is always the pin tweet on the Twitter account at LockbettingCon, The pin tweet at the moment is the PL spreadsheet for the month of December. So, moving on with this edition of Bet MUFC, we're looking at the game in the FA Cup against Charlton. Now, Manchester United desperately, desperately need to start resting some players. So, actually, even as a supporter, I'm hoping that we don't see some of our mainstay first-team players today, such as Marcus Rashford and Bruno Fernandes. On that commentary, you heard that we would have to be playing 10 games across 32 days. It's now increased to 11 in 32 days with us going through in the FA Cup. So that is an absolutely insane schedule. It's a game every three days constantly now. Um, Obviously, that means that we are doing well. But it also means we have to take our opportunities to have a break. And that includes this game coming up against Reading. We should be able to fully rotate our squad and go through. And we should be able to significantly rest players against Nottingham Forest in the second leg as well. Because as a result of the game you just heard, we do now have one foot in the final. So if Manchester United were to rotate everybody, even make 11 changes and go out with the likes of Gonacho. Alanga, Fred, McTominay, Harry Maguire, Butland in goal. That should still mean that Manchester United go through against Nottingham Forest because we would then have to lose that game 3-0 in order for it to go to a a shootout or 4-0 for us to exit the competition at home. These results aren't going to happen. Therefore, it's very, very important that we do take our rest now. We do rest players. We do take this week off and Manchester United start fresh for the Premier League game at home to Crystal Palace next weekend. I think that's very important as a team we've just drawn against and um, we do need to start looking ahead. Sometimes in sports they say oh, teams that look ahead um, are, are in fade spots. I don't think that's going to be the case. Manchester United should be able to look ahead at least with the team selection at least with those types of players. There's no need to see Bruno tonight. There's no need to see Rashford tonight. There's no need to see these types of players playing tonight. Varane, for example. Um, We don't need to play them. We need to manage their minutes. And it's not necessarily looking ahead when those players are never involved. It's looking ahead in terms of team selection, yes. But for the players who don't play, this should always be an opportunity to show the manager what you can do, to lay down your market and say, if so-and-so is injured, or if so-and-so has a dip in form, or if so-and-so is suspended, for example, in Casemiro's case, then I can come into the team and I can do a job for you. So this is an opportunity to to rest to certain players and for those players to come in and to make a statement. Looking back at the Nottingham Forest game, I thought that um, 3-0 flattered us in periods. Um, I felt like at times we lost control of the game. Great goal to start by to start off with Marcus Rashford. Had that been Lionel Messi, that would have been played over and over and over and over again. It's not quite been the same for Marcus Rashford, but it was still a, a top quality goal. One of the best goals I've actually seen on person. To take the ball on a dribble from the halfway line and then put it into the back of the net shows the confidence that this player has at the moment. I just cannot believe the transformation. It hasn't been gradual. This is a player that a lot of fans wanted to sell. I wanted to sell him. I wanted to cash in on Mark I'm not going to come on here and pretend there isn't loads of audio of me turning around and saying, I don't want this player. Let's cash in on this player. This player's done. This player's head's gone. Said all that stuff. Um, and I'm usually right about things. Obviously, I have a record of being right. It's on, it's on, it's on the podcast. Made people a lot of money. Um, but when I'm wrong, I'll stand here and say that I'm wrong. And that's a very, very wrong, wrong assessment that I had on Marcus Rashford. He's proved me wrong, thankfully, because. If there's a United player that we want to shine, it's one of our own. It's an English player. It's a Manchester-born player. These are the players you want to keep hold of. This is ideally what you want your team to be: homegrown players mixed with some top-quality foreign talent that you that you couldn't home because you can't home grow everybody. Um, that that's that's the right balance. You want passionate foreign players like Casemiro and Varane and Fernandez who want to play for the badge, and then you want homegrown players like uh, like Marcus Rashford or, or even let's Jesse Lingard. You wanted. Jesse Lingard to be good. I don't want him at the club now because he's an idiot. He's a TikTok moron and I don't want Jesse Lingard at my club. He's toxic. Paul Pogba was toxic. But Marcus Rashford, away from that, has been a much better player. I'm not blaming it on Lingard. I'm putting it down to the fact that Marcus Rashford realised that his career was on the line. He'd lost his place at England. He'd lost his place as a regular starter for for United. When, When Cristiano Ronaldo was there, Um, The starting lineup, essentially, for for the front three was Sancho, Ronaldo and Alanga. And I don't rate Alanga at all. So that kind of tells you how far Rashford had fallen that Alanga was being regularly selected ahead of him. But this has been an absolute 180-degree turn from Marcus Rashford, who's playing the best he's ever played. He's absolutely unplayable at the moment. And as much as I've kind of played down the comparisons to Kylian Mbappe... At the moment, when you see his performances and you see that type of goal, you have to make comparisons to Kylian Mbappe. You just can't when Marcus Rashford continues to do this and you've scored in 10 games in a row like Rashford has. So, moving on from from Rashford specifically to the rest of the performance, I felt that it was a decent team performance. I felt Weghorst did a good job. I think he's growing in to to the team. Um, United then rode that storm from Nottingham Forest, got themselves a second goal on the break, which is the way Man United plays, so that's what you expect them to do. And in the second half, completely controlled the game. There was no real threat from Nottingham Forest, and Manchester United just killed them off in a... Very professional second half performance that that was a great, um, away performance, a great away leg from Manchester United to, to come away with the three nil win, to play the way that they played, and to essentially shut this tie down after the first leg. And that was actually my wish and my prediction to some extent on the last show. The, the lean on the show was to take Manchester United on the May line. I said that Manchester United would win this game, and winning the game would be enough for Manchester United to not worry about the second leg and they'd be able to rotate a significant number of players. Well, now you can rotate all of your players because 3-0 is absolutely job done. There's there's no lineup that you can put out that are going to lose 4-0 to Nottingham Forest. So, so far, so good this week. It's almost a perfect week for United in terms of the way it started. Getting through against Reading would complete that. We then move on to the next week. The second leg is a formality. And then it's Crystal Palace at home in the Premier League where we do need to get back on track after that defeat against Arsenal. Obviously, a defeat I wasn't very happy about because of the scheduling, but the scheduling's something we have to get used to with 11 games coming up in this 32-day period, as I mentioned. Before we start analysing the game against Reading, let's have a listen to our manager, Eric Ten Hag and what he had to say. Eric, good championship I just wonder whether or how big a problem complacency could be
2: tomorrow because on paper you should win the game easily yeah but that's on paper football's never decided on paper so we have to be ready for, for every game um, every uh, opponent will be tough and especially in a cup uh, that is for them is a perfect chance we have to be aware of that so we have to be front foot uh, full focused and full of energy
1: You've done well in the cup competitions while also getting into the top four. At this stage in the season, how difficult
2: is it to prioritise top four position or trophy? We want to win every game, so we plan every game fully. And um, the next game is always the most important game. So it's tomorrow, ready.
1: In terms of team selection, have you got any issues?
2: we have always issues but <laughs> uh, but I think tomorrow we will be have a strong selection uh, for for this game and um, uh, we have a good squad we have depth in the squad so uh, we can cover things
1: um,
2: Eric when you talk about strong selection will that include Jaden Sancho yeah <laughs> he is training uh, with the team and we will see um. so he's improving he's making steps and we will make the decision um, after the training. So it is possible that he could could play. I said he's on the way back. He is making step, and so um, he's always back in a, a team training. And then now we have to see when he's ready to go back into the, uh, into the games. And just in terms of some of the other younger players <clears throat> You're obviously uh, 3-0 up from the first leg of a semi-final You've got that to play next week You've got this match But then the transfer window closes as well What, what happens with people like Polistri? What happens with people like Zidane Who's not really been involved at all? Are they going to stay here And help you over the course of the next few months Or what? We have our ideas and we are uh, for some players we are open for loans but in some places we are not because they are first talentful and I think they have to develop first in our environment Uh, second we have many games to cover and so we need also players um, to to cover that um, when you play in 30 days 10 games and then you need a lot of
1: players Can you be specific about who
2: Oh, I said uh, the, the, the way eh, uh, we put on on the Wednesday a police tree, that's already a signal
1: okay. um, in terms of Brandon Williams he, he's a player that's obviously had a, a difficult start to the season and didn't have many minutes is he someone you consider learning out or do you think you need to have strength and depth in that area yeah but
2: it's also um and that I think that counts for Sidan, um definitely also for brandon, so he had a bad injury he's on the way back um, he had uh, he was in the preseason season for the restart and um yeah now he's in the squad he was also in in in, in selection for last uh, wednesday in, in Forest, so he's really a part of it and yeah it's a little bit also up to him but um I like him. Um, but he has to. Um, we have to work with him and see where his developments can go. And then it's also about him um, to find the moment where he can deserve his chance and to take this chance. And but when he wants to, alone, yeah we have to talk about that.
1: On the subject of fallbacks, are oh, Toulon and Shaw available? And, and also, do you think Wam Saka and Malassu have been getting enough credit for the jobs that they've done for you? Obviously a lot of praise for Delo and Shaw but the other lads have stepped in very
2: well oh, I think um, Aaron and Ty they play magnificent in this moment uh, on, on the Wednesday they were really brilliant the whole back four was brilliant on, um, on the Wednesday game so um, we're happy on, um, in the back four we have really depth in the squad and yeah, that's what we need when you have to cover the, uh, the 10 games in 30 days and hopefully it will continue after that as well I'm sure, are, they, are they available tomorrow are they still out? Dalo um, definitely out, I think. Also, uh, sure question mark. So we have to see after uh, this training, uh, after this day, if he's available or not.
0: So, from listening to that, it doesn't sound like there's going to be wholesale changes immediately off the back. He was on the defensive, saying all the right things. You don't win games on paper. That's what you expect a Man United manager to say anyway. But in the back of his mind, maybe he's thinking that, yes, we should win this game and the players in my squad should be capable of winning this game if we heavily rotate. I was expecting to see a lot of different faces in this game and for the game against Nottingham Forest as well. I was expecting to see Jaden Sancho return. He spoke about Sancho there. Didn't really give too much away as to whether he was ready or not. Don't forget, Sancho hasn't had an injury. Sancho had somewhat of a mental breakdown where he, I don't think, coped very well with not being picked for the World Cup. Although he should have seen it coming. He had a little bit of a burst of form at the start of the season, but he wasn't able to carry it on like Marcus Rashford was. He then had another dip, lost his place in the team and and never got it back. And he's been away in, in Holland doing personal training. He's now been eased back into the squad. So for Sancho, it's not an injury. It's a, it's a mental thing, which I don't want to undermine. But it also does mean that physically he can come into the team at any time. I'm not just talking about the squad. I'm talking about the team. But he hasn't even been eased in by a squad. So I 100% expect Sancho to be a part of the squad tomorrow um, and possibly start. I would like to see him starting. I would like to see what Palestri has to offer as for the centre forward position, probably that's somewhere where you can't take many risks. I would think Weghorst starts because I'm not sure if Weghorst is the actual first choice choice striker now. When Martial's available, perhaps Martial could could ease himself back in if he's ready. I don't think he's ready. Doesn't sound like Dallo's ready. Definitely doesn't sound like um, Shaw's ready either. So perhaps we will have different players at the fullback position. or will continue on with the players that we played in in midweek. So Malassia and Wan-Bissaka look like they have the fullback back an opportunity to bring in Harry Maguire. If he doesn't, I think we'll really see how far out of favour Harry Maguire actually is. If we go with a centre-back pairing of, of Lindelof and Varane or, or Lindelof and Martinez here for this game, I expect 100% to see Lindelof, then we'll know that Harry Maguire is totally out of favour at Manchester United. Or maybe we even see um, Axel Tenzabi playing the next couple of games. We know he's back in training. I think that will be a big indicator as well. In midfield, I think it's um, an opportunity to play McFred again. I don't think there's too much risk playing him for this particular game. Bruno Fernandes desperately needs a rest. Christian Eriksen needs a rest as well. Um, When you're looking at someone like Pellistri, Pellistri actually plays in the number 10 position. And Manchester United really usually only have space to play him as a winger. His main position is number 10. So perhaps he could drop in and play in that Bruno Fernandes role tomorrow. I'm not, thinking, I'm not thinking it's likely because Manchester United have a lot of midfield players that do need some game time. But it is something worth considering to to drop Pellistri into that number 10 role, giving you more options out wide, which means that you can play Ganacho, which means you can bring back Jadon Sancho. Perhaps he may start with Sancho on the bench and give Marcus Rashford 45 minutes to an hour here in this game and fully rest him for the next one against Nottingham Forest with Weghorst playing down the centre. So I don't expect to see Varane or or Martinez, expect one of them to get a rest. I don't expect to see David De Gea. I don't expect to see Casemiro. And I don't expect to see Bruno Fernandes. There should be less players that we shouldn't see tomorrow. But ultimately, listening to that press conference, I don't think it's going to be wholesale changes until the second leg against Nottingham Forest, preparing us for the Weekend game against Crystal Palace, so how will this game play out well it 's very difficult to to sort of make a bet on it without knowing who is actually going to start. but this is the problem if you can 't guess the team news and Manchester United goes sh- super strong, this line of Manchester United at the moment one to seven minus seven hundred will jump to around about minus minus one thousand as soon as we name a strong team, and if we go significantly weaker you're in on Manchester United not at 1 to 7 on the money line but in some sort of handicap bet with a team who may not be capable of of destroying reading they may not lack they may lack that uh, fluidity to do a job on reading where they win convincingly so as i said man united are the 1 to 7 favorites it's 15 to 2 on the draw and it's 18 to 1 here on reading the handicap markets don't really offer a whole load of value at the moment. Manchester United to cover a minus 1.5 Asian handicap line is only available at 1 to 2 minus 200. Manchester United to, win by, um, to cover a minus 2.5 goal handicap line, which is for them to win by 3 goals or more, is available at 13 to 10 plus 130. So this is where your standard Asian handicap lines sit. I'm going to be looking to go in the middle. I'm going to be taking the minus two with the capacity to push as opposed to needing Manchester United to win by three goals and then losing if they don't. I still need Manchester United to win by three goals, but I'm giving that push if they only end up winning this game by two. The 10 to 11, 10 to 11 line is Manchester United minus 2.25. In fact, Uh, Manchester United minus 2.25 isn't even a 10 to 11 line. It's 21 to 20. So if you look at the alternative Asian handicaps here, Manchester United minus two is available for you here at the price of 10 to 13. I think that's the way I want to play it. I want to have that um, ability to get myself a push if Manchester United don't just destroy this team and win by three or four goals. Obviously, it is a mismatch. Reading actually lost their last game 4-0 at Stoke. Man United won 3 0 away to Nottingham Forest. They've been in good form over the last month as well. Man United have won eight of their last 10 games and they've covered a minus 1.5 Asian handicap in six of those. So if they cover a minus 1.5 Asian handicap, you end up with a push here for the selection. I think this is the weakest side that Man United have actually faced since the World Cup. We know they've been in phenomenal form since the World Cup. Um, I think that. Um, this this team will be the stronger team out of the two between this game and the second leg against Nottingham Forest. Listening to T- Eric Ten Hag's language in that interview and I've become quite good at reading Eric Ten Hag. Um, I've, I've played his interview on, on almost every single show, listening to all of them and then have seen what team he put out and seen how it corresponds to what he has to say and I think I have a good gauge of what he's going to do tomorrow. So I'm expecting perhaps just three or four changes I think Manchester United will be fairly strong and it looks like the game against Nottingham Forest will be where people get their rest. People like Rashford, Bruno, Casemiro completely not involved. I expect some of those players not to be involved either tomorrow, but it would not surprise me to see either Bruno or Casemiro and and definitely Marcus Rashford getting some minutes against Reading, especially with Rashford looking to break this Old Trafford goal record of scoring in 10 games in a row. Getting it against Reading does seem like easy fodder, and I do expect Rashford to be in the lineup for this one. That's it for me in this edition of Bet BetMUFC, guys. Good luck with all of your bets as always, and thanks for listening.